Thank you very much, my dear listener, for choosing our station. This is the New Life program coming to you from Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mangi. Today we'll be having a Bible story from the Bible in Living Sound. The story is about the Lord's Supper. Thereafter, we'll be having Pastor Prosinanga talk about that mirror during the Bible segment. To start off, his song Maisha Yamanadamu by Revelation Ministers. Salamu 
Time to welcome the bubble and living sound to share with us. We are to eat the Passover supper with Jesus again. I've enjoyed so much the last few Passover seasons that we have spent with Jesus. So have I. I like to hear him tell about the very first Passover supper and why the feast is still called the Passover. Ye shall say, it is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover, who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt when he smote the Egyptians. Yes. When Jesus talks about it, I, I almost feel that I was there myself. Night was just beginning to fall. Father, why did you kill the very best lamb for Mother to cook? Shouldn't you say it's the best for our sacrifice? This is a special occasion, my child. For tonight, God will lead us out of the land of Egypt. And why are you painting that blood on the doorpost, Father? I don't think that looks very pretty. It looks beautiful, my son. For it means that when the angel comes to persuade the Egyptians to let us leave Egypt, persuade them by doing the only thing that will make them finally agree to our leaving, when that angel comes to slay the firstborn of every house, he will see the blood sprinkled there, and he will pass over this house, and you, my dear son, will not die. Come, my dears, the supper is ready. Do you all have your traveling clothes on and your shoes? Is everything packed and loaded on the animals? Mother, this bread is not a nice light kind. Do you usually make tea with me? No, my child. God has specified that this meal must be prepared in haste and eaten in haste so that we may be ready to leave Egypt the moment that Moses gives us the word. There was no time to make the leavened bread, so God decreed that we eat unleavened bread. Besides, my dear ones, unleavened bread, bread with no yeast, symbolizes life with no sin. And God wants us all to have asked forgiveness for all sins and to start this journey out of Egypt only after seeking forgiveness most earnestly. But do we have to leave Egypt? This is our home. It is the only home we have known, son. For it was over 200 years ago that Jacob and his children started their journey from Canaan to Egypt. But it has never really been our home. We are slaves here. Always we must do exactly as we are told. 
We must always do a specified amount of work for the Pharaoh before we can do any of our own work. We must live where we are told, plant what we are told to plant, go where we are told to go. I guess it would be nice if you didn't have to work with Pharaoh every day. Moses told us that when we get out of Egypt, we are to remember this Passover supper always. And every year we are to eat another supper just like this one and give thanks to God for leading us out of Egypt. And we mustn't forget either that this supper points forward to the time when the Messiah will deliver us from all sin. My beloved disciples, we sit at the Passover supper, the unleavened cakes and the unfermented wine before us. As ye know, the Passover supper is eaten to commemorate the deliverance of Israel from Egyptian bondage. Thus has that great deliverance been ever kept in the minds of the people. I give unto you a new ordinance, which shall forever commemorate the deliverance of earth from sin and the power and dominion of Satan. I take this unleavened bread. O oh God, my Father, bless this bread to these who in belief and obedience partake of it. Take, eat, this is my body. O oh Father, bless this wine to the strengthening of the obedience of those who partake of it. My disciples, all of you must drink of this. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for man for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. The eating of unleavened bread and drinking of the wine this do ye in remembrance of me. We will, Lord. Yes, I speak not of you all. I know whom I have chosen. But that the scripture may be fulfilled, he that eateth bread with me hath lifted up his heel against me. Oh, that is practically the same thing that was said of the serpent in the Garden of Eden. Oh, the master seems greatly troubled. I, I feel that some great and dreadful calamity is about to come upon us all. Verily I say unto you, that one of you shall betray me. Betray you, Lord? Certainly none of us twelve would betray thee. Deal treacherously with thee, impossible Lord. But for what cause would any of us betray thee, Master? And to whom? Whose heart among us could give birth to such an evil thought, Master? We are your disciples. We have been privileged to hear thy teachings. We have shared in thy wonderful love. Thou hast shown great regard for our physical and spiritual being. Thou hast brought us in close communion with thee. Surely, Lord, none of us would betray thee. Lord, is it I? Oh, I is Lord. it I, Lord? Lord, is Lord. it I? Lord, who is it? He that dippeth his hand with me in the dish, the same shall betray me. Master, is it I? Thou hast said. What? I do. What thou I do. doest. Do quickly. What is this all about? What have I done? You're jealous because I'm superior to all of you. You fail to appreciate me. I shall leave. And Judas went out into the darkness of night. I tell you about my betrayal before it happens, that when it does come to pass, 
ye may believe that I am the Son of God. Jesus, my Lord, thou knowest that Judas will betray thee, yet thou, thou washed his feet and broke bread with him as well as with us. Did not David the psalmist say, But thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering and plenteous in mercy? Do you mean then that, that we are not to divorce ourselves from, nor, nor ignore him whom we think to be evil? Perchance this may leave him a prey to temptation or drive him into Satan's battleground. Even so. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. I hope that you've indeed enjoyed the story from the Bible in Living Sound. Remember to send us the views, comments, or questions about this program. Write to the producer, Adventist World Radio, PO Box 42276, code 0010 Nairobi, Kenya. Our email address is awr at Let us now Revelation Ministers for the song Maisha Yeto. Maisha yetu tuwakabidhi kwako, utu 
tuongozee tena utupe nguvu maisha yetu tukabidhi kwako utuongozee tena utupe nguvu pale kalibari Yesu alitabika kwa ajili yetu sisi wadhambi shetani ameinuka miongoni mwetu kututikisa tikisa kutuhangaisha maisha yetu tukabidhi kwako utuongozee tena utupe nguvu maisha yetu tukabidhi kwako utuongozee tena utupe nguvu This is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Hope that you're enjoying the show from wherever you are. It is now time for the Bible segment. Join me as I welcome Pastor. listeners in our previous session we talked about the greatest invitation by the king himself come the invitation to be part of god's eternal kingdom is extended to everyone whoever will may come jesus invites everyone born into this world to come to him and be saved and thus be prepared for the eternal kingdom could we also respond to jesus christ just like john and say even so come lord jesus christ our topic for today is that mirror the sixth and the seventh blessings of attending the pre-wedding party of god are almost closely related the sixth blessing in revelation chapter 22 verses 7 says behold i come quickly blessed is he that keeps the sayings of the prophecy of this book while the seventh blessing says in revelation chapter 22 verse 14 it says blessed are they that do his commandment that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gate into the city the sixth and the seventh blessings of attending god's pre-wedding party are closely related 
Our title for heaven is the righteousness of Jesus imputed in us. Our fitness for heaven, the righteousness of Christ imparted, represented by the washed robes, the outward evidence of the righteousness of Christ imparted is perfect compliance with the commandments of God. Thus, the washed robes and the obedience of the Ten Commandments are close related. None who have the right of truth will enter the city of God as commandment breakers. His law lies at the foundation of his government in earth and even in heaven to come. If many people have trampled upon the law and despised it on the earth, they will not be taken to heaven to do the same job there. There will be no changes of character when we go to heaven. The character building is going on now. Day by day we build our characters, for good or for bad. The commandment is our mirror. To show us exactly how we look like, it will never deceive us or even never flatter us. When it shows that you are a liar, surely you are a liar. But it cannot save us. It will only show us and it will only reveal to us our nakedness. But it can never provide the garment of righteousness. Jesus is the only one who can provide the garment of righteousness and Jesus Christ is the garment of righteousness himself. He is the only one who can provide the garment. If we believe in him, then he'll provide the garment. But we may not have the need of the garment if we don't know exactly how we look like. Therefore, there is a necessity for the mirror to show us exactly how we look like. The mirror will show us that we are naked. And therefore, when we realize our nakedness, we come to Jesus Christ who will provide the garment of righteousness. Character is not transferable. One Christian cannot do for the other, which he must do for himself. In preparation for heaven, we must fix our characters. The one who started the good work in you, he will also finish it. We may have a promising start. When we accept Jesus Christ, things may be easy. But as we go on, things may even become more difficult. And we may not be prepared to endure until the end. And we end up like the foolish man who built his house on the sand. He did less than he knew that should be done. The sand is the deaf ear to the gospel. When you build on a shifting sand of self, on own efforts, theories, and inventions, you are like the foolish man. Living the truth of the gospel, neglecting the Ten Commandments, and have personal inventions, theories, and own efforts means that we are like the foolish man who built his house on the sun. When the weather is fine, things may seem to be fine and fair, but when the raging storm comes with the heavy rains, the fall will be great. The wise man built his house on the rock. The difference between the two men is the foundation. He was able to wrestle against the rulers of the darkness because his house was built on the rock. Today, many people may build their houses on the sand and therefore when temptation comes, they may not be able to wrestle against the darkness of the world. They may not be able to withstand and they will not be able to stand forever. But today the gospel of Jesus Christ as is being preached, we should build on the rock so that we may be able to wrestle against the temptations of the world so that we may be able to withstand and even to stand forever because our houses will build on the rock. Anchor to the great hope, the only hope in Jesus Christ. He will finish the good work that was started in you. have come to the end of our program for today. Please send us your views, comments, or questions about the program by writing to the producer, 
Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 422 761 I've been a host friend, presenter Samuel Mang. Si wakita zama ki 